Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. My name is Dave, and I'll be your host for this episode. I am joined today by all of the members of the crew. So Cameron is here. Cameron, uh, how's it going? Hi, everyone. I'm on leave, so I'm having a great time. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Leonard is here. Uh, I'm not a real person, and nothing that I do carries any agency. And uh, that's totally cool and makes for an engaging story. And sounds normal. <laughs> Matthew, also here. <laughs> Uh, hi there. Um, I started a 500-year-old cult, and I moved it from Bhutan to St. Louis, but I made it have nothing to do with the giant arch that looks like it could be used for cult stuff. Made it nothing to do with that, just for convenience. No. Yeah. You can't fit a lot of people in that arch, I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, the elevators are cool. They're engineering marvel, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah well anyway we we are we are all here and we are ready to discuss the 2020 film the empty man which was technically filmed in 2017 but released in 2020 uh it is directed by david Pryor, who we just discussed when we were watching the cabinet of curiosities and he directed the fantastic uh the autopsy segment yes mm. yeah Yes. And hey, guess what? Film. This film looks looks good too. It's a pretty looking film. Mm-hmm. That's the positive that I will say <laughs> during the front loaded this two hour long episode. Yeah, hey, it looks great. good. It yeah. looks really <laughs> great. Like every single time there's a really good shot, I'm just like, man, that looks really good. I'm uh I can tell. I can tell that it's the same director, but Man. Yeah, it looks yeah. good unless it's the interior of a building at night. Then it just looks like darkness. Yeah, no. it's dark. Yeah. Uh, before we get going here, um, I think we should probably just do a small content warning. Well, big content warning oh, yeah. for uh, for suicide in this. It's uh, oh yeah, a lot of suicide heavy things. And um, yeah, kind yeah. of part and parcel of the whole the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. yeah. So this this film is based on a series of graphic novels by um cullen bunn and the mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a three volume set like a multi-issue run uh the first volume was the issues that were illustrated by vanessa r del rey uh and the subsequent issues uh, i've lost that page actually so <laughs> they were illustrated by other other folks um yeah yeah and they're good, like the illustrations, like and just just perusing them and whatever. It's it's that really fun. Uh, what year did this comic come out? It was like mid two thousands, right? Uh, twenty fourteen was oh, the yeah. first. Later than that, uh, yeah, the first Empty Man collected edition, uh, and then the twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen was the Jesus Herves. Uh, so the mm. which is really weird. So the the final two parts of the story, um, came out after this movie did um which may explain something i think there's some issues i may have had with the latter two parts of the of the comic 
Um, we will we will get around to that after we kind of discuss what what this whole thing is. What is the empty man? No one knows. He's quite empty. <laughs> um, yeah, I. So we'll we'll go this way actually before we're discussing the movie. Cameron, yes, is this? Did you watch this just now, like for the just for this episode? Yes, this was my first time viewing this film. Might not be my last. I might rewatch this eventually. Uh, but yeah, first time, first time viewer, long time podcaster. Hello. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, how about yourself? Yeah, this is the first I've ever heard of it. Um, after last week's episode, uh, we were talking about what to do and you guys were like, this has a director from Cabinet Curiosities. You know, yeah. it has sort of a Yog sothoth kind of vibe to it. Um, hmm. uh, and we were just like yeah let's rock and roll let's do it and um i mean it's interesting the the seeds are there to make something amazing mm. but eh. yeah i really should have just sold you on the comic and not that <laughs> <laughs> much That's uh, right. i'm still having fun yeah it's it's there's, there's enough to talk about for sure oh for sure Leonard, yeah. how about you uh yes first viewing but i had unfortunately spoiled myself on the entire narrative thrust of the film before watching it and also suggesting it to Forrest to finally cover on the podcast because we had been meaning to do so for quite a while yeah we we brought this up i think to one another in 2020 like when this came out mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like yeah this this right up our alley um and lo and behold it just took three more years to actually get around <laughs> to it so for, for myself it's the same i i watched this for this episode um while being familiar with it existing uh and i had read the comics in the interim and then again um for this coverage just just mm-hmm. to kind of get that clarified this movie the long and short of the plot uh an actual summary mm-hmm. that we somehow seem to not actually do on the show <laughs> so the summary is there is a group of folks that travel to Bhutan and become cursed yes the movie the rest of the movie is that the effects of that curse um manifesting and being investigated by a former detective who is looking for the missing daughter of his uh, neighbor. He's helping his neighbor out trying to find her missing daughter and runs afoul of a weird cult and unravels uh, what sort of happened to the um, hikers that had traveled to Bhutan. That's, that's mm. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty so yes. the long and short of it. All right, let's go to the comic. No. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Okay, uh, Cameron. Yes. So what did you think of how this movie is structured? Because it's it's a long in the tooth. It's a little over two hours long. And the prologue and the title card drop is like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed that prologue, which I think sort of fits just as a short horror film on its own. Uh, it's, It's, again... Throughout the film, the film is in general really nicely shot, but this in particular, really great vistas, really good close shots, that kind of stuff, and, you know, lots of little creepy details and things. Really loved that opening. 
and I was surprised by how long it was. I thought maybe we weren't going to get a title drop at all, which would have been an interesting choice, honestly. Uh, and then we get to the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've we talked about this a bit in the green room. There is... And after after that prologue, there is a, a sort of extended investigate what's going on with the teens section, uh, where the the chaos of whatever is going on is affecting the local high schoolers, uh, and our protagonist is as an ex cop, obviously, uh, investigating what's going on and see if he can find his neighbor's daughter. Uh, that kind of drags a bit. Not too much, but it definitely feels like it overstays its welcome. And then we sort of move on from that to secondary plot of investigating a cult uh, in in the in the shape of a sort of a Scientology esque uh, self enlightenment program. Uh, and that is a little more gripping, but also feels just kind of long. <laughs> it's I don't I don't need horror films to be snappy. But, like, it's sometimes I want things to just happen, and occasionally they don't for another 15, 20 minutes. Um, the, the, the part where he investigates the campsite is excellent. That's a great sequence. Very good. Uh, and then the movie sort of starts wrapping up, and I feel like the the ending, sort of 20 to 30 minutes, is good. Like, that feels like it's paced all right. Feels like it fits correctly. Yeah, it's just sort of it's got a little extra padding in the center of the film that I feel maybe doesn't do it, do it the best justice it could. Um, you know, just cut, cut a little bit of, cut a little bit of that sort of more creepy pasta, less actual background cult stuff out. And I think that would probably be for the best. Yeah. I mean, I, I we'll, we'll get to it uh, as we get through the whole thing, but yeah, I pretty much agree with that assessment. Uh, Matthew, Tell us what's going on with these kids and their rumor mill. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so what's with the kids, <laughs> this it's like it's it's weird. Um, it, this is it's a it's a creepy pasta thing, but there's like no one knows the origin of it. Uh, our main mm. character's kid does the thing uh, mm. to call the Slender Man, the Empty Man, um, the Bye Bye Man. Uh, yeah, the bye bye man, whatever you want to call him this week. Uh, and then these teens who, like, at one point is specifically stated that she's eighteen. There's nothing we can do. She's allowed to leave home. Yeah. And it, it, they just, I'm like, that's a really weird thing to say her exact age. And then we cut to these teens who are like busy drinking, smoking, having sex. One of them gets fully nude, and yet mm. they're still doing these baby games, like blowing a bottle oh, on yeah. a bridge. I just I I don't understand like the the it feels like old man writing teens. Yeah. Well, it is Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> Missouri by way of the CW. Everyone's got yes. a bad haircut and a very stylish hat. So Riverdale. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Exactly. <laughs> Especially for that one angsty boy. Oh man. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, they, it's just, it's, it's very strange. There's no, they're not even, they're not archetypes. They're not even characters. Oh, no, they're not, no. They're, they're not characters. They're fodder. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Oh no. As soon as you see them, like these kids are dead meat. Like, yeah. 
but like the I didn't, o- like Nora is literally the only one that you're like, okay, she might make it to the end, but she's probably <laughs> not gonna be good because she instigated this entire thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she has the yeah. the dangerous boss haircut (laughs) uh uh and then you pair that at the end with the uh, so this is like my favorite detail of the movie which is the non-makeup makeup um that Mm. all the women get which is hey we we're not wearing makeup but to show that we're not wearing makeup we look like walking corpses (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it, the the fact that they're teens. I don't. I don't know. It, it didn't add anything to it at all. It, when um uh what's what, Bullcut when she shows up for the first time, we, mm. uh, my partner and I were both like staring at the screen, like how old is she supposed to be? Because she could be. <laughs> she's playing fourteen, but she's she looks like twenty five. I don't know how old this person is. Yeah, and it, it honestly just. The fact that they were teens and in school, I think, was just just a weird... Yeah, it, it made it... You're right. It made it too much Bye Bye Man or Slender Man or whatever else. Is, um, is... And so, I okay, my thought when you brought that up is I'm trying to... Th- now, in light of what's going on with the weird cult, <laughs> is she a teenager? <laughs> I don't think so. And is that her mother? <laughs> I'm thinking No. Oh no! I, yeah. No, absolutely not her mom. Yeah, everybody's acting here. <laughs> yeah, and I think maybe she's planted into like make sacrifices for no reason. Like that, the deaths <laughs> of the teens happens. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything. No. Yeah. No, it spurs him. It like makes him like, oh, I gotta find this kid. It like I guess, everything yeah. is already everything is to her. motivate him. Right. But sort of. Mm. But he's already on the he's already on the trail. He's already right. doing something. Didn't need the body count to like make him go faster. Oh, I don't. You, could, you <laughs> couldn't tell by the constant flashbacks to his dead kid that maybe dead kids affect him. They, I mean, they like, do. Well, and dead... what's what's better than four in a row? Yeah, I, I know, right? Oh, so stupid. Five in a row, <laughs> technically speaking. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there was sure. literally four in a row. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, as to where they learn about the, I mean, From I guess the, it's, the it's a 500-year-old thing. They've been doing it for a while, calling this guy. Yeah, yeah. Tooting their little panpipes and bottles and whatever <laughs> they got. Yeah, and I don't know that, like, so... Not enough panpipe-based cryptids. There, there should have been more, <laughs> other than the great god Pan, who's, I guess, right. not really a cryptid. But, um, mm. so... We have the kids, and their whole the whole thing is you go to a bridge. In this case, it's a specific the chain bridge um, at midnight, which is actually a real bridge uh, in mm. North uh, St. Louis. It had a but, cool name. Um, it, yeah, it's like the, the chained bridge. Yeah, something like that. Um, but you go there at midnight or some late time. I don't think it mattered if it was midnight, but. Uh, you go there and then you blow uh, on a bottle, like a, a tone, and mm. it summons the empty man. Yes. And you hear him. And then on the second night, because it's a three day curse, on the yes. second night, you see him. See him. Yeah. And then on the third night, 
uh, he's in your thoughts, I think. I thought you'd you meet feel him. him. No, yeah. <laughs> meet yeah, him or you feel him. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see him on the third one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There was an order to it. It didn't matter because it, it, because, no, it because it it's all matter. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> because it's all having bullshit. the day count felt like they wanted to add like ring or mm. whatever, like one of those other uh like time based monsters. Once 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 it perceives you, you only have a certain amount of time until you're dead. Oh, it's mm. it, it 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 does feel very Ringu, uh, especially yeah. with that opening, which is really once again that opening is really legitimately fantastic and like gets you excited mm. for the rest of the film, and yeah. then the rest of the film happens. Yeah, Where it tells yeah. you how many days, uh, how many days to the moon crashes to the earth, and plays big Hans Zimmer horns, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you get that they wanted to do threes, and then we'll do day one two three and then we'll show again day one two three and then mm-hmm. the final one two three um and it it's fine it doesn't add anything to the movie i don't think mm. and it's not necessary and it also doesn't track with uh the the, the so um the lore in this isn't consistent <laughs> like the things that are happening were are were shown in the beginning like this is how stuff looks like it should pan out mm. and then it doesn't really follow that like that's mm. not a through line for the rest of the movie which is disappointing yeah yeah because in the in the opening we have um it's a uh uh I want to say it's not a trio. It's four people. What's it? Yeah, What's four people? It's four people? Greg, Fiona, Ruthie, and Paul. Yeah. Yeah. A quattro. Mm. What? I don't know. Who what that's are called. in the Himalayas in skinny jeans and like cute little winky face, like mittens that you would like wear yeah. on a fall day. Like the, you're in the Himalayas. Very, like, why you do don't, you dress like this? Very accurate. <laughs> you don't wear for, that to Bhutan. Listen, and, uh, very accurate for um, a, a, <laughs> quartet of uh, whitish people going on <laughs> yeah. an adventure in a foreign con- country to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest oh yeah <laughs> yeah and so, yeah, ruthie's the one who toots on the the haunted panpipe vent <laughs> right yep yes yeah so yeah with the opening we we show that there is some kind of curse and it's transmitted by touch and by yeah. potentially by sound. Can we, uh, can we talk about a really, uh, a quick positive, which is yeah. the empty man corpse in the cave because man, oh, that yes. thing is that, it's fucking man. great. <laughs> so it's got the same cool. feel as the space jockey. Yes. Like it's that moment yeah. where you just see the petrified thing. And you're like, way oh, too man. many fingers and arms. So many yeah. Fingers. Well, cause it, it feels almost appropriate because it's almost like a, a bodhisattva style buddha yes yeah like mm-hmm. it, it feels like it's in a praying pose it's got the extra arms arrayed out behind it and then you realize the whole thing except for the skull is made of hands and arms <laughs> and you're like yeah. okay cool which is really good for like an extra dimensional creature like it's it, its fingers are reaching into our reality or whatever it is mm. just it's just an appendage yeah. that is reaching out it is yeah, I mean that's symbolism that's been used all over the place. 
Um, yeah. Most I mean, recently, it's a, like an Elden Ring, giant yeah. antenna. Yeah, mm. but and and one of the things that I ended up thinking about it afterwards, which was um, they make a point of saying we didn't have five hundred years at the end of the mm. movie. I'm like, yeah, but this thing doesn't look like a human being, like. Is oh, no. this thing like the previous <laughs> vessel <laughs> that that <laughs> a bunch of people just made up and got wrong? Like, imagine like a preschool forming a human being and you get this. <laughs> like, thought forming a human being and you get this with way too many fingers. And like, he's got spiral legs coming out of his shoulders. Sure, why not? I'm like... Maybe, maybe this was a topa. Maybe, maybe that was a big faint. Like, Listen, to... if you want a guy to give you a message, you want him to be able to type. How do you get a yeah. guy to type better? More hands. <laughs> <laughs> there is no typewriter. There's nothing. There's no. We, we, we yeah, are it was the books typewriter. back then. Right. Needs more hands. We are the typewriter. We are the book. We're nothing. We're everything. It's all. We're the carriage. We are the bell. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So I th- I think that this was like an outside our reality being. Yeah. And First manifestation. Yes. Yes. And it 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 arrived here somehow mm. and was just like broadcasting willy-nilly. And it arrived in the middle of nowhere where there's there are people, but it's limited. Right. And mm we're already probably receptive to something outside themselves Mm. versus like uh, what we get later with like urban settings and larger cities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because we get, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Cause uh, Paul was the guy who, who hears the noise. Yes. It's later shown that he has tried to commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. He, Um, he was already, a despairing like person. Right. Yeah. So yeah, despair was there, but it's that, that same trope of having been so close to death gives you extrasensory perception and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, that, that kind of, that kind of thing going on too. But yeah, despair is probably the better line to draw because they, they, I mean, they underline it themselves later on. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Despair. And then they were missing um, fear. I think. Was yes. it the, the the ingredient that they didn't well, falling instill in, a mountain in hole the previous um, tulpa? <laughs> so he so he's not he's just he's a dude, right? That was like instigated, I guess, by this the Pontifex Institute cult to go there, and because he was receptive, potentially, mm. to that manifestation, which turns him into the empty man. Of the of the title, kind of, mm-hmm. and he's ported around to a bunch of different hospitals and things. If if mm-hmm. the nurse was believable, which yeah. she could have been, yep. <laughs> nurse exposition that seems super <laughs> above board and totally not in on it. 
Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was of so course. really disappointed that I she wasn't part of the group that kneels at the end because I was just like, this lady like seems like she's, she's been ready for this. Total, yeah, she's like, oh man, I'm gonna tell the Topa about everything that's happening <laughs> that's yeah. been going on. I get to do a cool. I get the cool job. <laughs> yeah, like if you imagine this as like a production of like Eldridge influence uh, theater kids. Uh, the, the scam, <laughs> the scam. Like there are so many people that are super excited to like read their lines in this film. Oh, yeah. You are this is this is why everyone has a bad haircut. They are all they are all like cult theater kids. Because that nurse man, like she was just like one of a parade of terrible haircuts in this film. Uh, but yeah, holy heck. <laughs> theater kids that's perfect (laughs) yeah i lost the thread of what i was okay so i just that haircut (laughs) it's Um, it's the new empty man you can't stop thinking about it i know the empty cut oh now it has no meaning soon enough don't snip it don't trim it don't snip it don't trim it Sorry, sorry, Dave. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we have the first Empty Man, and then they try to make another. They have twenty years, and they know that he's he can't be a conduit for a whole lot of time because that amount of power just wears a person down. Yeah. Hmm. So noodle. yeah. So they try to make another uh, Talpa. And this is the one that we see in Manifestation um, 13, 13, I think. Yeah. 13, yes. Mm. So that's the the guts painter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They they forgot to instill fear in him. So he's just (laughs) fearlessly being freaky. He's joyous with it. Yeah. Mm. He's just like playing with a bowl of his own viscera and painting a, a mural on the wall with it. Yeah. And all I could think of was like they, they saw. Meringue's begotten and then didn't go far enough with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they 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 combined the opening scene of Begotten with the Chris Cunningham rubber Johnny yes. video from Apex yeah, Twin. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Like not even joking. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's it's like shot for shot on some of the little camera footage. Yeah. <laughs> They've got the Which I loved. I mean I loved this part. This was great. And then they don't do anything with it, really. I th- yeah, I think the him discovering the stuff in the cabin was one of the strongest parts of the film. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. just when it got like real, real culty and real scary. Yeah, it's um, getting real weird, and then they just back off of that, and it's like mm, disappointing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, because I wanted to discuss the the Tulpa stuff, because of course we're we're here for the monsters, and the the Tulpa is. Mm-hmm. It's not really a monster, but that's what we got. It's a, it's about as good as the doppelgangers <laughs> that we <Yeah>. had. <laughs> it's, a, it's a doppelganger once again, doppelganger homunculi fusion. It's a yeah. it's an mm. artificial being that you know instead of alchemy, you just will thought it into reality, and then you make it have a real sad life, and then <laughs> yeah, and then you do an advertisement for Ovaltine. No wait. Wrong movie. Sorry. 
<laughs> this one's like the advertisement for um, Chef Boyardee instead. Yes. Oh, where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what we get. I and mean, that's the – I had a lot of fun with that, those manifestation videos. And I wish, like, he was mm. able to watch more of them. Yes. Uh, yeah. But they didn't do that. I would rather have that than cutting back to uh, his wife and his kid driving off a bridge over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, we get a little bit more of that every time. Uh, yeah. That's the worst way to do flashbacks. If you're going to give a guy trauma, let me see it once, and then I get to see the weight on him for the rest of the film. Yeah. I Not hate just like seeing another two camera. seconds. It just yeah. it just feels like padding. And this film was long enough. It didn't need to oh, be. Oh yeah. A lot of it. A lot of it felt like like considering what he is, what James is, it's like, oh, we need to actually reinforce this. So, like, every time mm-hmm. he's asleep, it's like, we need to give him more details on, like, the uh, death of his family that he didn't see um, because he was having an extramarital affair with a woman who doesn't know who he is. Um, right. mm. <laughs> well, the fact that he uh, grew up in San Francisco wasn't enough of a character trait for him. Well, I love that that starts showing up at the end. I'm like, man, this is what, why, mm. why is this? Oh, why I'm, just, that? Uh, I'm just like, and it, it, like the, that's like the kind of part of it that I like where it's like, he starts like, like ex- like saying details about his life which Mm. aren't clearly aren't real Mm -hmm. because of the ending but like now he's starting to believe it and like put it out into the world to like manifest it the Mm. like there's an 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 interesting idea of so the talpa is a thing that was created by a group of people, James the Tulpa, was created by a group of people with false memories, false life, everything, and that he mm. eventually becomes self-actualized and believes it and starts putting that into reality himself. And I'm like, that's actually a legitimately interesting concept because then he becomes more real. Because there's a point in the movie where he interacts with the police and uh mm. one of the detectives uh uh hefty detective that i like mm-hmm. to call him is like hey didn't you used to be an undercover cop and i'm like you knew way too much about him yeah yeah are you a plant or did did james manifest that memory into you i think it would have been mm. more interesting if james belief in his in himself had started mm. to manifest within other people yeah it's like uh, crea- that creating or cool. infor- reinforcing his own reality yeah. yes yeah bias. yes exactly and, yeah because yeah. yeah. at the time i was like unlike first blush i was like he must have fucked up so bad that everybody oh, yeah. knows who he is yeah. <laughs> but then it, yeah. later i'm like oh everybody knows who he is because they have to in order for him to exist mm, right yeah yeah but that would have been interesting because as the film goes on and he starts figuring it out you could have had people beginning to forget him yes and stuff which would have been much more effective than everyone dropping the act in the last 15 minutes exactly mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> or if his like resolution of himself 
Mm. and reaffirming that like self image had an impact on himself and on others. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like if they had gone with that and then made that his ending was him accepting himself Mm. instead of like denying reality. Right. Yeah. Would I think would have been a better ending, but also that would have been a little bit more fun and more characterization if he had like by his own uh, self actualization, like pulled people into his orbit. Exactly. Yeah, would have been more fun, but it also would have been either a longer movie or a different (laughs) movie. Mm -hmm. Show. Yeah. Yeah. We need like the further adventures of of Tulpa Man. We need the Boom Comics extended universe. Yeah, to see him as part of a Dark Avengers. It's yeah. Look, okay. So his wife, his wife died, and his child died, and then he had to go to Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yes, yeah, he did. It was snowing when they died, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy! And then and then and then uh, and then James. God damn it! Was this the Sombra? That's like, come on, guys. You didn't even give him like. If you're gonna try to make up a fake last name, yeah. Like I think that's just the sleeping. Yeah, yeah, it is. So what I want to know because he runs like a security. Yes, like yeah. thank you. And, and there's cameras everywhere. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I kind of want to go back and watch to see if he's even on the security cameras or not. Oh, that'd be fun. Well, it does. Remember, it like does a weird fritz. Oh, yeah. it does. Yeah. Which All at right. the time I don't I don't think I clocked because I was like that's weird, but didn't you know have any yeah. context to go that maybe that's strange so that the he's editing himself into it or they're editing it i don't know he's not <laughs> watching to, the footage they, they have to be editing <laughs> him into it because um because, man can we talk about the mexican restaurant real quick and the happy birthday <laughs> because the saddest oh, birthday on earth it's re- well it's really sad because i i really appreciate that they uh show how much of an alcoholic he is with his two shots four, and a beer man with his yeah. four uh coronas and his two shots of of tequila <laughs> with lemons which i'm just like yeah, lemons what, is, what is no what is going on here but then <laughs> that's I, how you know you're in missouri my friend i was just like <laughs> but then i was just like oh i looked at the interior and i was like oh this is a chain restaurant they don't know any better and then yeah. he gives the birthday free meal birthday coupon which a doesn't cover alcohol ever so that's bullshit mm. um mm-hmm. but they I think do... he just wanted a little flan cake oh man yeah a uh, sad flan with a candle in it i prefer uh uh deep fried ice cream thank you very much uh, mm. um but <laughs> but just like okay wait so did they like create a fake identity have somebody go into that restaurant and like give his information for his birthday and then have them send him a <laughs> free birthday voucher coupon. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I was constantly free, free aged right. voucher. I was, well, no, this is all like she said it was a script. Yes. So it's as if everyone read the same story about this sad guy eating flan alone 
just <laughs> hammered trying to wave to a kid who does not see him. Yes. Yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe the kid wasn't planned for, but everything else mm. like should have been just like part of like a very sad, you know, character backstory right. that all <laughs> these people remembered and made made manifest i that's that but that's like that ultimately ends up being my biggest problem which is like who is like a plant and who is legitimate in this narrative because there's nobody else legitimate like everybody there is cool wait nothing is nothing's real everything's real exactly so it might as well all be fake yeah so he's told that his existence um his, his the beginning of his existence was that birthday. Yes, at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. He's only three days old. He's only yeah. three days old. Okay, so the kid, like he had to, have, he's there and he's consumed drinks. Yes, mm-hmm. he didn't. If he didn't appear, and then there was just like empty drink things. <laughs> uh, because it, it, it so it goes back to the he it. it, it, it it re-shows his um, appearance in the Pontifex Institute. Yes. So when mm-hmm. he snuck in, he went to the back rooms and then saw like the weird little, they're doing a little circle in the warehouse. And they're calling and he's just in the darkness and then he's thinking something else is appearing, like the empty man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But that's him. Like, right. That's when he was summoned. Summoned, yeah. 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 So he's summoned there and then just like he's like butt naked in a little chair mm-hmm. and they do whatever and then let him wander the city to go to the restaurant. <laughs> no, they guess, no, right? they, they well, because the first time we see him, he's running down the street smoking. Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah running yeah, and smoking. Yeah, he's jogging and smoking. <laughs> that is the first time that we see him. So we are meant to believe that he woke up in his bed, a fully formed individual with like. Mm, I guess the the idea is the 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 trauma of his wife and son's death allowed him to become a fully formed individual. Um. And then, mm. like, proceed through life as an actual human being. But he is he, framed his existence around that, right? But he yeah. also has a business, which means like an a, a storefront. Like, it'd be different if he was running it out of his home, uh, which I'm sure would be illegal. Maybe not in Missouri. Mm. But he has a storefront. He has a car. He ha- there's so much. Like, there's so much work. That had to be. They just own the city. They run the city. Yeah, they do run the city. But like, if they can will a being into existence, uh, how hard is it? Like Honda Civic. Like you know, like you can just like pop one of those out in an afternoon. <laughs> like, oh man, oh man, I willed this SUV. Man, just just hey hey, forget your your weird empty god and just manifest like all the gold that you want. Yeah. <laughs> but that's meaningless. Yes, it's yeah. all meaningless. Everything. <laughs> oh my god. They only want the conduit to get the messages from their god. Yes. Yes. Which like, we don't know what mm, what that is. The ultimate right. nihilist cult of like everything is meaningless at, 
unless we exert all of this energy to create a sad, lonely widower <laughs> so we can place our God inside of them. And I'm just like, man, this this live action remake of Hollow Knight is really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but we also don't know like if his if his existence was ever a physical thing before he like literally is born from Paul's head in the hospital. Right. Like mm. Paul's head explodes like Zeus, Zeus and he emerges like Athena and everyone yeah. kneels and is like, <laughs> here's the new God. You know, we d- that could be his first physical manifestation. Right. Like, mm. and everything else could just be the story that everyone collectively mm. imagined. It's like, do you guys ever see sphere? Remember yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you know, it, it's like that. It's just, you don't know where the things began and ended mm-hmm. and yeah yeah james is mm-hmm. james is queen latifah murdered by jellyfish jellyfish exactly <laughs> man yeah it, it does make it difficult when um anytime we're seeing his point of view it's it's unreliable yes mm-hmm. um and then he's flashing back to other stuff that we are have already seen but it's not recontextualizing all of it it's just showing it again. Right. Yeah. And then it's a little bit weirder and you're like, okay, but wait, did that happen or did the first thing happen or did none of it? Um, I don't know. It's all meaningless. Yeah. There's and, not, yeah. it's, it's the, not a strong through line in that regard. Yeah. The one weird part where like the cat almost gets out of the bag is when Stephen Root, who is like the preacher at the center for the Pontifex Institute, mm. um, he says it's good to see you again. Yes. Yeah, yeah because he, he appeared. Because I, that's where he was summoned. Right. Yeah, that's where he was summoned. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the dude who is in charge would, like, let the veil slip just a little bit. Yeah, well, hope, we hope you'll stay longer this time. But you yeah. guys yeah. sent him out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> that doesn't uh, make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why he w- would want him to break and question their... I just I I don't get that little detail, but yeah, no, you don't want him to question his existence because I could unravel him. Yeah, mm. and they obviously only had Stephen Root for a day because it's one <laughs> extremely yeah. good yeah. scene, and then he's gone. <laughs> just just he, he he might as well be a tulpa. He's just gone. The people just forget about him, and there he goes. Oh man, wouldn't yeah. that be? Oh man, what if everybody was just a tulpa in this film? Like <laughs> the, the it's tulpas making tulpas. It's, oh, it's shaking man. my damn Self, head. The self actualization <laughs> circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, so that's kind of what there, actually. it's, it's um, about. Is like we only exist because we. We think you, we well, we've ascribed you've ascribed meaning to something yeah. um, that doesn't inherently have any, and right. mm. just because it has a meaning, you can undo that by um, thinking about it too hard. Right, yeah. it's like Descartes, but too much. <laughs> it's I think, therefore, you are. It's yeah. <laughs> what the. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're they're doing a lot of um. So the kids go to uh, Jacques Derrida High School. The, mm-hmm. You know, as we know, the famous philosopher that has a high school named after him. Uh huh. In Missouri. <laughs> in Missouri. Yeah. In Missouri. Yeah. Uh, in Missouri. You guys didn't go to Friedrich Nietzsche High School like like I did. <laughs> no. 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 I went to uh, Foucault. 
Oh, wow. I, I, I went to the uh, Staring Abyss High School. Thank you very much. All right, yeah. <laughs> Go fighting uh... nothings. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, um, Dedida's entire thing is on, well, not a bunch of it is on um, deconstruction. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing with James is yeah. they've they've constructed a man and then they're having to also deconstruct him to yeah. get him to like not fully like enough to break back down the barriers to make him doubt mm. some things but not everything yeah. it's real weird they're, like we, they like need we a need vessel you... but they don't want a psyche and yeah yeah, yeah. we need so you to they... like empty yourself yeah like yeah. literally yeah like, yeah mm. Yeah. Can you just achieve Nirvana real quick? Real quick. <laughs> I, w- I was about to say something, but I was like, I hope somebody's still on the call. I hope I didn't yeah. lose connection. It's like, cause... what happened there? Well, we achieved nothingness, everybody. We, yeah, yeah exactly. we all dropped simultaneously. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. We just manifested. Yeah, we all turned some... to stare at you. We just manifested some guy on a turnpike. He's gonna have a really rough time. Oh no! He's gonna have a bad time. It's okay. He's from San Francisco. Yes, exactly. You think he's never been on a turnpike before? Yeah. <laughs> the way he says he's from San Francisco is like the very specific way. Uh, I don't know if you've ever met someone who's very conservative who has moved out of a like a liberal area. Uh, who is just like, oh yeah, I'm used to this shit. I'm from here. Oh, and they, uh, yeah. he says it with such derision. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> All right, man. Okay. I actually read it like he was like, I I get all of this wooey nonsense that you're trying to like foist onto mm. people because I'm mm-hmm. from San Francisco. Oh, no, I guess it's like I guess it's like upset with like cults yeah i guess it's like kind of the same but like because because this is all because it literally is all wooey nonsense man that um that that um online test personality test in (laughs) written page form like i paused like five times during that sequence because i was just like i can't i can't deal with this stupid (laughs) nonsense it's so dumb i was so angry couldn't deal with it either yeah it's so close to scientology and like when they do that big shot of the hospital yes that looks like the scientology building i was like okay somebody knows what they're doing But Leonard, don't you agree that the scientific method is stifling and prevents learning? Oh yeah, that's uh, absolutely <laughs> what I believe. Yeah. yeah, as 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 somebody with a a brain disorder that that loves logic, I absolutely mm. believe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's the the tulpiness, I guess, of James mm. and the tulpening. The tulpening. He was tulped real hard. <laughs> Poor guy. He just had a bad time, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, the whole the he, whole movie is him having a terrible time, and then it all gets worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the point. No, it, it's him <laughs> having a terrible time, and then some, and then his neighbor telling him, "Yeah, that was the point. Enjoy." Mm. Have yeah. fun. 
So my other, re- it's real weird. Um, mm. It feels like, uh, I keep wanting to call it Nora. It's not Nora. It's the daughter. Amanda? Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. She's been calling her bullcut. So <laughs> she feels like the Pontifex boss. It's real weird. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's definitely yeah. in charge. She's for sure in charge. It's, she's, she's, she's in charge, uh, 18 going on 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she feels like a higher up. Um, and I, I who, who, I'm, I'm sorry, who, uh, questioned whether or not she was actually 18? Was that you, Matt? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah. the first scene you see her is like, who is this and how old is she? Well, and also, what the fuck is she wearing? Because it's literally yeah. like she fell down a laundry chute and put on what yeah. she. <laughs> Wearing like half of a black swan outfit. She's she's literally <laughs> she's literally dressed like every single character from every se- season from Sex in the City in that opening shot. And I'm like, what is yeah. going on? Um but yeah, she's like the boss because she's she she's like the first to interact with him, like literally mm. right after he was born, if we're uh, you know, uh to believe that he's only been around for three days. And she, like, you know, does a bunch of wooey nonsense. It's like, oh, you know, pain and suffering is only real if you believe it. But, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, why are you even saying this? Because you need him to feel that in order to become like the perfect. I'm just like, what? what? Well, she was she, doing more culty also... speak than uh, yeah. yes. Pontifex. Culty speak. And then she does something very specific to test if he has, uh, like, independent thought or sapience or sentience she asks if it's okay to tell someone else about his existence oh and he gives her permission right and it's just is it okay that i told my if i tell my mom that i saw you right and it comes off as that but it's permission to hey are you a are you just a manifestation of my own imagination or are you extant enough to give me an answer you know to confirm your existence oh, that's really good like, see, that's see, that's the stuff that I really, really like. <laughs> that's the stuff that yeah. really wor- works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the okay, the one point, and then the little kid waving in the, they're not waving, but he was waving. The kid was just like not having it. No, mm-hmm. in the diner, he's he, like, he oh, wasn't, he's not he wasn't quite yet. real enough for that child. Yeah, yeah, that kid's like, ah, he's. he's <laughs> Doing tequila with lemons. What's wrong with this guy? I want. Yeah. I, I he want, can't be real. I wanted. Yeah. I wanted there to be a flashback to that kid's POV, and it's just um, nothing. Drinking a bunch of Coronas and doing those shots, <laughs> or maybe it's a, like. It's a vague, think oh no! It's the like empty him, man, uh... and there's like eight beers because they're all in his hands, like all eight hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the uh, the staticky. Uh, pulse figures. I, yeah. I, I was I was going to revise it to like a a child's illustration of what an adult looks like, like the squiggly, <laughs> but drinking a bunch of beers and doing tequila shots. <laughs> good, good thing is like, yeah, if it was a kid designing him, he would have had that weird round mouth with like all the teeth pointing inward. Yep, mm-hmm. those are the worst. <laughs> I agree, Dave. Kids are the worst. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Topa James. 
Okay, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the movie. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. there's little bits that happen. Yeah, they, yeah. They a just... teddy bear at one point, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I I, um, I would actually recommend the movie. Like, if if anything that we said hmm. in in this discussion has sparked your interest, I would really recommend it because. Once again, it is gorgeously shot. It's well acted. It, we just, I think that we all just have issues with the resolution of the plot. But I do yeah. think that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is absolutely worth your time. Yeah. And honestly, if yeah. I knew going in what the twist was, looking for those little clues, I think would be a lot of fun. It, it, mm. Hey, guess what? It was a lot of fun. And then it made mm-hmm. me angry because I was just like, a lot of this doesn't make any sense because of what the twist <laughs> is. Yeah. There's not enough. Yeah. Like they don't yeah. do enough with the clues. There's a couple nah. and they're weird. Um, yeah. But then it, because everything else is acting in favor of trying to make him believe, you know, he's, he's needing, he's needing to be Truman showed. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then it just takes you out of it a little bit. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I like it. I think yeah. as, as a sort of a tangential Cthulhu mythos movie, it's fun. Yes. Cause it, it is explicitly about like Nyal technically. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Which which is the bit I really loved actually is um near the end when he's in the tunnels and it comes through the wall as the skeleton and it forms the hood. It just turns into that hooded figure, but there's a mm-hmm. moment where the hood cycles up into that uh conical head shape, which mm-hmm. is sort of the classic the classic Nyalathotep art, and I was like, Yeah, it's the guy <laughs> and then it turned then it turned into a skeleton in a dressing gown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a tentacle coming out of its head, like a finger proboscis yeah. coming out of its mouth. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah it was great. Um <laughs> it's got its moments. It's yeah. worth a watch. It's just not could, incredible. Could have used more monsters, like thirty percent oh, yeah. monster. Yeah, we got yeah two. Yeah, kind of. Shots. But that sort of. I think I think the the scene I really liked that I thought mm, could have been a little better at the end was when he's at the camp. Yes, and mm. they're they're doing the dance around the fire and they're like summoning obviously some cosmic thing. Yeah, and then they do what the monster did at the very beginning of the movie is he takes a step, they take a step, he mm. takes a step. And they're all doing it in lockstep. And there's like a hundred people. It was very funny. Um, and I was just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I know where this goes. I also really appreciate his reaction of like, oh, no. And yeah, then take it, off. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the way out, he's just in the car. And out loud, he just goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> the most human reaction. In yeah. yeah, it was well, very good. Like, lit- <laughs> like literally the most logical reaction to any Lovecraft adjacent <laughs> nonsense that I've ever seen in any piece of media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was an acceptable reaction this one time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it, it didn't, like, that felt natural versus sometimes it does not sound that way. Yeah. No. We don't want, well, that just happened. It's like, yeah. Yeah, don't do that, James. <laughs> there, there are some aesthetics, I think, that this film nails. Um, the communication through clicking, which is, like, done through him tapping his pen yes. or his With flashbacks teeth. of his kid. The, oh, man, coins on teeth. Ugh, dental trauma. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and then, like, 
when people start saying empty over and over or that that mantra of the the bridge the man the bluff and then it becomes mm. sort of a a predator-esque clicking <laughs> yeah um, and then there's like a room f- full of people just predator clicking at a poster that, yeah oh that's, that's so good. good and so creepy <laughs> and like that one scene where he gets in the back of the compound and there's just like people sitting around a poster listening to a recording oh yeah and that that was so good. It's so good. It, it, I really mm. I liked I liked the concept of it, but like I got really angry at the actual text, which was, well, this isn't real, but if it is, then mm-hmm. this. And I'm just like, stop moving these goalposts because you're making me real angry with like your <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> like you need like you. you and I get it because like nothing is static. Everything is <laughs> what um, nothing's forbidden. Everything's permitted. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get. It. I played <laughs> Assassin's Creed, and so like, but the idea of like your philosophy being being like this doesn't happen. But if it does, then it means this. That also doesn't happen. And I'm just right. like. My brain mm. is literally incapable of dealing with your bullshit, so <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> I like I, it was kind of a marrying of the Lovecraft esque. I know it's I overuse that, but like the to observe something gives it the ability to observe you. Yes, but also with like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle of. By observing something, you are fundamentally changing it. Yes, you know that's it. Kind of, it kind of wants to marry those two things without really talking about either. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's why like this just concept was interesting. Yeah, no, I I I actually agree, and and didn't even think of it that way. And that's actually pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's why these conversations are fun. Yeah. Somebody should do a podcast like this. I know. <laughs> a bunch of people should do a podcast where they actually have fun talking about the media that they <laughs> in, engage with. Oh, boy. Well, that ain't this show. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. We're doing the Bye Bye Man next week just for that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please. Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's the movie. We'll we'll pivot mm-hmm. to the comic book. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the the comic the, at least the first graphic novel because not the first issue. It's first like eight issues, yeah. I believe. Um, where did my notes go? Here we go. Uh, yeah. So this is dealing with um, a psychological contagion that is spreading Mm. across the world and through proximity and exposure to like the idea of it you you can catch it and it makes the the recipient um homicidal uh inflicting Mm. self-harm it's very graphic in that regard yeah. Um, that this is one thing that the movie didn't kind of steered away from, uh, and I was kind of disappointed. Like, <laughs> yeah. read this first, going, okay, I I have idea of what they're going to do with this movie, and then they just 
they didn't do that. Um, but it, it centers on um, two detectives. There's a uh, FBI agent Jensen and then a CDC agent, uh, Walter Langford. And there it's a joint operation between the CDC because of the, mm. the contagious nature of this disease. Um, yeah. And the fact that there's uh, terrorism involved. So the FBI is kind of stepping in uh, because they don't know how this is being spread, but there's cult activity that is like instigating pockets of this contagion. Mm. And so these two detectives are uh, they're, they're, they're tracking down people um, that are exhibiting specific signs because there's like degrees of being like infected by this where some people um, immediately kill themselves or others. And then other people start exhibiting those symptoms, but then don't like fully carry it out or are kind of stopped in the middle of doing that. So they're, they're a little more lucid or you're able to talk to them before something happens. Um, Hmm. So they're they're tracking people down and they they happen upon a family where the the husband and the husband uh, was sick and then he he killed himself and his wife but the kids are missing mm-hmm. like they can't find the children um, but what they do find is a um human skin mural like on a on the bedroom wall always fun up like a coat (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and they can't find the kids um eventually they realize that that big skin tarp is a a doorway like they can open it and the kids they just have it up against the wall and then when they open it like the kids come out of it (laughs) like it was like it was a flappy door (laughs) And the kids end up saying that they they were in um, another place and they were talking to the empty man. And the empty man is what is spreading um, this this contagion. It's it's, it's his way of transmitting his message. Um, and yeah. they're here to like facilitate that. They're like now his um, sp- spokesperson. Envoys. Yeah, that's mm. what I want. Not spokespeople. <laughs> <laughs> so they're his. They're his I like spokespeople. That's pretty good. Yeah, spokespeople. Hype men, MCs. Yes. <laughs> they are. They're they're hype brand them. ambassadors. Well, I mean, the thing is, they're on they they're on national television. They get, oh, yeah, you know, no, actually, yeah. actual brand ambassadors. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're just influencers. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Content creators. No. Hey, listen. As a content creator, I will uh, not have you besmirch the term. Thank you very much. Yeah. So anyway, um, they they get the kids and they they're trying to trace like where the empty man came from, like what's going on behind that, and it all kind of traces back to um, a. A young woman and her brother, um, her brother uh, has been like sick his whole life and he, I think he's goes in and out of um, comas or he's comatose and just, she wants mm. to try to fix him. So she takes him to 
a like faith healer church and the the pastor there um like lays hands on the brother and it links him because the brother ends up being like the empty man conduit so he's the he's like the comatose guy that they Mm. put into the movie basically Mm. um but in this the uh when the the pastor like touches him he he becomes like a sort of other receptacle and then it's his mission to like he sorts to I think he starts forming the weird little cult um, to spread more of the message of the empty man. And it turns out that the, the comatose brother um, he's on, he's like half dead because he's, he's brain dead, but his mind just went elsewhere to the, another dimension. And for him, it's mm. like a beautiful heaven. Uh, and he sees only all of this just it's peaceful um there's only unity around and he wants to let other people know that that's what's waiting for them like everyone can achieve this so he's sending that kind mm -hmm. of vibe out into the world oh Um, okay but it's like snapping everyone's brains um, and it turns out that he's kind of in a hell and he's envisioning it in one way, but anyone else that sees it just sees like planes made of flesh and writhing buildings and just terrible, terrible things and weird demon creatures. Um, and that makes them go mad. Oh, so it's literally the uh, line that Vincent says to Heather in Silent Hill 3, which is, they look like monsters to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's that vibe, and then it's kind of uh, in the mouth of madness. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right, right. The spreading corruption thing that I absolutely love. Yeah, he's the Sutter Kane kind of figure. Because because it's a a mimetic virus. Like, like, yeah, it's a conceptual virus that people spread to one another. Yeah, and that's um, something in the green room uh, I brought up was um, the the empty man, the idea of it, and then the spreading of it is like the film Pontypool, where it's it's mimetic. Mm Mm-hmm. And the the movie itself kind of plays with that, where the um, the Pontifex Institute's like, yes, if you say something, like you may know some, what what an idea is, but if you like repeat it often enough, it becomes gibberish. So, like, what's the what's the mm. real meaning? Is it the gibberish, or is it the thing that we ascribed to it? And um, I'm just like, it's the thing that we ascribe to it because that's what allows us to function as human beings and as a society. Yes, that's yeah. how we, that's how we con, you know, conveyed and transferred knowledge. And I'm like, you say we yeah. can't do. I'm like, I'm just like, why are you, why are you advocating for the frenzy flame? My Everything's dude? arbitrary. We had to make sense of something. Otherwise, yeah. like nothing would exist. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, guess what, Mike? Yeah, we named cats cats. And, th- you know, that's just artifice, but, like, that's what I call my cats. Like, I call my cat, like, I call one of my cats BB, and I call one of my other cats uh, Dante from the Devil May Cry series, just <laughs> so I have a <laughs> basis of, like, reality, because that's the only thing that 
keeps us from devolving into bedlam. (laughs) (laughs) As we see what happens in this comic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. So, um, the agents realize uh, who that who the comatose guy is, and they need to turn off like the transmission and the body isn't going to do it because they need to stop it at the source because mm-hmm. if they don't stop the source, it could just find another way to transmit. So um, that's when they, I think they got the kids back earlier, actually. Um, no, yeah. When they, when they put the body door up on the wall, um, the, the CDC doctor, he's like, if the kids came out of somewhere and they said that they just met the empty man, then like we can go there. So the doctor is like, just grabs a gun and he's like, I'll just go finish this my way. And (laughs) he goes through the door. It's haunted. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's that it's literally that. (laughs) It's very good. And that's, that's where the first volume ends. It's him going through that doorway. And then it's just, you don't, that's what you get. Can can yeah. can I uh just like add a little bit of context to this why I think the CDC being involved with this empty man pandemic is really hilarious uh to me um it's because uh I'm old enough to remember a Dreamcast game called Ring Terror's Realm that was based on the Ringu series uh where uh, the CDC has Sadako's uh, comatose body in its basement and <laughs> also features a weird virtual reality ring game that is actually the real world. So the CDC's involvement with like a weird, vaguely Japanese like haunting <laughs> nightmare scenario is very bizarre to me for this comic. Yeah, it's it's a um, the comic itself is very visceral. Like mm-hmm. they, they, it's it's a hard R. Like <laughs> they're not mm. playing around. Oh, it's um, not an NC seventeen because that's what I'd expect from a comic. I don't remember what the. What the <laughs> no, I'm just saying like that. That's what it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just mostly a lot of violence. Uh. Yeah, that's that's where it ends, and that would have been what informed the creator, who I believe worked directly with the um, film production team. Yeah, so it's not like an adaptation. uh, Yeah, but it's it's like it's an extension of ideas. Yes. Yeah, it's like another tale in this world, sort of, Mm -hmm. or because I can't say you refine the idea and like did something different with it. I, it's not quite a one-to-one, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's taking aspects of this. Like there's, there's a comatose conduit and it's spreading something like there's bits of it. Yeah. Because obviously this is not the, Oh, we're spreading hell into the world. Right. Which is what's happening in the comic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> I don't know. When I was told that I was about to watch a film by the guy who directed Anatomy that was based on a comic that was like Doom style, hell on earth, 
like gore fest, <laughs> you know, uh, flesh, like, you know, everything is made of flesh everywhere. You know, nightmare. Yeah, that's stuff. what I thought it was going to be. I was more like, of that. this movie is going to be crazy. And then I no, saw the cover sorry. of the of the alien with all <laughs> yeah. the fingers, and I'm just like, hell yeah! And then yeah. I, 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 I hope sad, myself sad man to, um, for two hours just from the autopsy. Yeah. Um, are are you saying, Matt, that you're disappointed that you didn't get a, a feature length film of all the excise uh, event horizon viscera? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I was kind of promised a fireworks factory here, and we did go to the box factory. Um, but you know, boxes are fun too. I guess <laughs> it's the wish version of event horizon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. That that's the title. Yeah, that's the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You did it, Dave. Uh-huh. You, you you came up with the title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought we had a couple uh, good uh, good ones in there. Already. No, that that's the that's the best one. Honestly, which version of Event Horizon is the best title that yeah. we've gotten so far? <laughs> Yeah, so that's the first volume. The other two um, are – it's a continuation of the tale um, that I don't think needed to be continued. Like well, once it did its wrap-up, um, mm. it feels like they they use – like I don't think it was all written in one go and then took time to look with a different artist to do the rest of it. It feels like they did the first part, maybe had like – some script or some ideas that they were going to do and then did the movie and then use the movie to inform like the, uh, the back half of the comic because Ooh. it doesn't, it still do They didn't back off on the gore. Um, what, what the movie or what the comic does do is it brings in these um, manifestation of the empty man into our reality is like weird mm. demon things. And they, they like, they don't look great. They're they're like alien. Like the venom looking things. Yeah, they're like tentacle yeah. body, but then a, a person torso, mm-hmm. and then yeah. a multi eyed head. It just they're not scary. They're just kind of boring. Like um, predictably, mm-hmm. like Lovecraftian kind of yeah. enemies. Yeah. Anytime you try to put down on a, a comic page something that's supposed to be unknowable or whatever it's i just maybe wouldn't have done the humanoid torso it didn't help it like and it's real mm-hmm. hyper muscly like i just i don't know oh yeah it wasn't like, one of the, like comic book on the one of the covers muscly? Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah, <laughs> yeah, it exaggerated looks like, like it it looks kind of like venom's Oh, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. Like my, it's, it's not great. My my go to for like any conceptualization of like a Lovecraft thing is like it kind of needs to look human, but you need to give it more limbs than a human being would actually have. I would have yeah. been kind of gooey or something like yeah, some those blobs would have been pulled off a little. Would have been better. Mm-hmm. Give me Shoggoth, not like Snail Man. These look like Bloodborne uh, rejects. But not, yeah, like they didn't yeah. make the, the cut. That's the worst thing that you can say about a, a, a creature design is like, it's like Bloodborne, but like not good enough for Bloodborne. Yeah. You know what? Uh, these guys, I'm looking at a picture of them right now. Do you, do you guys, do you guys watch the Max 
Yes. Remember that series? Yeah, I do. Those little, whatever those little things the were is? called. The, the is, yeah. <laughs> uh, that would have been way better in this thing's stead. Just oh, something yeah. that is like legs and teeth. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Legs, arms, That would have been cooler teeth. if they did not. They just like, hey, let's do the max torso and then give him tentacle legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And without a cool totem mask head. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're okay. Um don't lie, Dave. They're bad. They're not great. No. So the first <laughs> one's okay. The first one's cool, but then they kept doing it and then it's like <laughs> no, that's the only version that they do. That's like the only design this thing. that you've got. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, ah, that's kind of boring. And when mm-hmm. there's like five of them, you're like, okay, I don't care about them. Um so what uh, it boils down to is the FBI agent, um, they, they're both kind of dismissed from like the case, um, because of her partner disappeared. He wandered off into hellscape and didn't come back. (laughs) Um, every, that didn't solve anything and the problem's still going on. So he must've not been successful. Um, she's because she's been around too many of the things she's been infected. Uh, but she's been taking, um, he, 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 he used his pharmaceutical powers. I mean, he's a doctor, some kind of doctor, um, and it made little pills for her. Oh God, mm. it's turning into Resident Evil. Yeah, so she can take the pills, and she only has a, a finite supply of them. But they mm-hmm. tampen down like the hallucinations a little bit, so she can kind of tell like what things are reality and what maybe is not reality. <laughs> Because it's mm. usually just terrifying, dismembered people she's seeing. And uh, so she's on her own because she's off the force and she's just rogue agent running around trying to solve whatever's going on. And she finds another family um, where the wife um, has has been exhibiting the symptoms and the husband has like kept her from harming herself fully. Uh, and still trying to get the kids mm. to school and things. It's real weird. <laughs> it's like, that seems to be a secondary concern if the world is kind of falling apart. Let's get, 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 get the kids to school. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like Herschel's farm from The Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> it's like that. They're trying to do normalcy when <laughs> you're you, you're protecting the zombie. Like So the... Uh, the agent finds out she's been having run-ins with the whispering cult, which is the the group of people that are trying to m- make more transmitters. Um, and they're after that, that wife because they realize that she's, um, I think they call them like, uh, like a sensitive or attuned or something where they, they can see more stuff and haven't been immediately. They're not like immediately killing themselves. So they're they're more receptive to the, to be able to spread the message, right? Um, and they the cult's trying to to stage a um, trying to kidnap her originally, and then they decide instead they're just going to kill the entire neighborhood and uh, take her that way. Like there's no one to stop them. Then it's weird. Um, the agent intercedes and. Um, they they make an escape, and they're being chased by the cult, and then by more of those little hoppy demon things. 
Mm. And it's it's all it's weird. And then they realize that the demons are have been trying to like trick the agent because she's now a conduit also because she's been exposed to it the entire time, but then the drugs have been slowing it down so she can like still be functional. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So <laughs> it gets better. Um, the oh, doctor okay. shows up. Oh, I, I didn't mention that the doctor the entire time has been like spitting up blood because he has uh, stomach cancer, I think. Oh, okay. And he's been he's been just kind of like throwing him. That's why he didn't care if he threw himself into hell. He's like, I'm I'm gonna die anyway, so I'm gonna try to go stop the the, the empty man. And the doctor uh, shows back up in like the nick of time, and like he has a shotgun, shoots one of the demon things, and he's like, okay, guys, let's go. Um, I'm Ash. I'm Doctor Ash. So, <laughs> uh, he's. He's weaponized his cancer. Yes. Because in <laughs> in the hell world, uh -huh. his cancer became wow. sentient weird oh baby things. God. Yeah, give oh. it to me. Give me this nonsense. They're weird lumpy babies that are like crawled out of his gut. So his his um Okay. His, his stomach intestine part is it's just a it's empty. And there's just strings of goop that come out like little umbilical cords. And then he has like three little weird phantasm goopy babies um, that are armed with shotguns. <laughs> it's kind oh, of cool. Oh my God. Give me more of the shotgun. It's kind of cool, but it's it, also like, what? Cause it, nothing else, nothing else is doing this. It's just him. It, He's just the one weirdo. Inject this nonsense into my veins. I need it more than anything. It's very, it's very Clive Barker. Like, <laughs> what <laughs> and he has this he's been gone for so long he has like a long crazy beard now yeah of and, course he does that's the, yeah. that's how you you show the passage of time yes. with a character yes you give him the lighthouse beard and yeah it's it's pretty great actually <laughs> and everyone's just like totally not phased by these cancer baby things they're like what the hell is that and then he's just like it's my cancer and like okay <laughs> and they're sitting in a car and they're all bloody and goopy and they're just chilling in the back seat it's like uh, what is going on god. oh my god i love comics i love comic books so much because oh, there is man. no way that any studio would green light this nonsense yeah, they for a film they couldn't have like adapted this part of it the first movie yeah. they could have done they could have done right. the first one mm -hmm. but like this this <laughs> is probably not it's like nonsense so so as cancer is like a bunch of fetuses with shotguns now no i want to see an early 2000s animated series of this oh, this they could yeah. have put it on like mtv <laughs> yeah after aeon flux this comes on there's yeah. cancer babies with guns like think, why not head was uh, you know what much? i was gonna yeah. i was gonna say we can just excise head from like existence and then just make this Mm -hmm. It's the head. same thing, right? Be because I love the Max, <laughs> and I don't want the Max yeah. to not exist. But like, right. get rid of the head because that was garbage. it's an alien in some dude's head. This is like cancer babies. 
yeah with shotguns and they're hunting demons like what that how how is that not cool i can't so so i can't i can't hear it's like a hat on several hats it's i can't hear the term the phrase cancer babies without without thinking of them like trying to rework the muppet babies theme song to accommodate Cancer babies, <laughs> that, that was making the episode your dreams couldn't show. come true. <laughs> was that an episode of show? Did 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 nanny the the mm. the god the godhead figure that was just a pair of legs get weird cancer? Uh, anyway, we don't know why so, they're all orphans. <laughs> so okay, it's still it's. In hell, they're just an idea. Uh-huh. So it's not killing him, okay. even though his stomach is gone. Right. In, in the back in the real world, when they're he real. Came back. Well, they're real, but that it's killing him. He can't exist like this. <laughs> with no you don't, and, you don't say, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working for him. Um, so uh, he he comes to realize that his partner because we're all the empty man, but his partner is more the empty man because she's tuned in, but not checked out. Uh (laughs) And he, he, he recounts his, what actually happened when he was in the hell world. He's like, okay, I found, she's like, you know, you didn't change anything. You didn't kill him. You, you, he's unkillable or whatever. And he's like, nope, I killed him. But he was like the last or the most recent in a line of like thousands of empty man. Like we are all empty man. And when people die, they see that there's no God and they, they want to instill order. So they climb to the top of hell and claim to be the new God. To try to like reorganize everything, but um, people are dumb and their thoughts are like messy and it just creates garbage. And the empty man exists to like as a siphon and a nexus, kind of of, of funneling and filtering people's thoughts to create the order and the the heaven that he wants. And he can create it, but uh, when you when you take thoughts from everybody, you can't you can't take everything. You just take like the winning things, and uh-uh. then you chuck the rest of it. And that's the stuff that he's chucking is what's making hell. Like it's just the the junk from people's heads. That's chaos, um, and that's what's being sent out in his transmissions, like on accident. <laughs> and that's what the cult's latching onto is this garbage, and they want to just spread that because they think that that's what heaven is but it, that's just the junk mm. um so he's like yeah there was like a bunch of them and i just kept killing them um so what we need is we need a functioning empty man that is still like cognizant and mm. aware but can still see like both sides of the coin like you have to be able to see the the heaven thing and the hell so you can sort it properly and then send the heaven part out and not the crap. So I'm going to take you, my partner, and install you as the new god, empty man. 
I was I was about to say, Dave, to be perfectly honest, to make another uh, cultural reference because I'm really good at doing that. That's uh, he's essentially uh, looking for a Frank Reynolds uh, who can be the garbage man that eats trash mm-hmm. from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> so yeah that's that and that's where it ends like yeah he installs her oh uh, that's as a super glowing god figure and um then they're like uh there'll have to be a battle and then it cuts to like the cult people because there, there's a whole other story i'm not going to get into with like what right. the cult guys are doing because it's too much <laughs> and they're like the the battle is upon us. <laughs> we have to wage war spread chaos. They're gonna try to stop us. Oh, the battle and they raise their shotguns and then the, the cancer things raise their shotgun. You know, they don't really would, like, that's like, um and then it ends. Yeah. Like, that's it. It's like the battle is engaged. It's it's okay. It's like okay, I mean I get what you did. You could have just. You should have just stopped after the first one where he just entered the door and was like, "I'm gonna go fight hell." And okay, that's great. And then just stop it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Didn't need to. Didn't need to clarify that. You know, but they did, and that's what we got. Yeah. So I would it, say like, just read the first volume and then skip. Don't. Two. <laughs> and don't, because it turns into a doom comic. Apparently, heard it here first. Well, anytime a portal to hell opens and the guy's answer is, oh, I gotta get a gun. It's just like, oh, okay. I've seen this song and dance before. That literally only worked for Doom. Um, um, I think it was okay here because it didn't, didn't like resolve it. It didn't show anything happening. Oh, that's You're fair. like, okay, maybe it won't work or it will. Don't know. Like, well, that's it, fine. Make I it mean, ambiguous. Leave it there. I mean, it did resolve because he comes back and he's got a bunch of man. Could you imagine like a production company trying to like adapt this, <laughs> and then they've oh, got to get the like cancer fetus tumors like I just wanted the Todd McFarlane toy. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, Tooth Fairy from Darkness Falls before it was named Darkness Falls. Yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. It's not good, but I like it. I, I also like that movie. I keep so. being, I get it confused with The Darkness, which was a really bad movie. <laughs> but a really good game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great game. <laughs> Loved that. <laughs> I just never forget that. Like, I, I took my, I convinced my grandpa to go see The Darkness with me because I just, he, he was visiting, and I was like, oh, let's go watch a movie. Oh, look, The Darkness. Uh, oh, isn't I mean, that the one about the lions? No, that's that's the Ghost in the Darkness, which that one's oh, fine. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. thematically, maybe there's some. Oh problems man, going on with that. it's so hard for me to keep track of these n- movies that have weird names like The Darkness <laughs> and the Ghost of and the Darkness. Well, the darkness it came out a little bit after the Tooth Fairy, um, and it's with Anna Paquin, and it's it's a family that buys an old house, and they go to like they go to live in it, and the house haunted. Oh, okay. But it's haunted by weird old naked ladies. It's it's a weird movie. It's not great. Oh, man. There's darkness <laughs> in it. 
It's like that. Um, oh no, what's the? Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. There's a this little girl, and she is in an old house, and then she meets these things that she thinks are tooth fairies. Oh, oh, oh! That's the uh, <laughs> like that weird uh, Guillermo del Toro thing. Yeah, he presented it. I think. He was, he yeah, he was presented it. <laughs> yeah, because that's the only way I can ever remember anything is is, is yeah, Guillermo yeah, del Toro was horrible. attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> That one was weird. Yeah, that was the one that horrifying. had like the weird rat creatures that lived in the furnace, right? Yeah, I think they killed a little girl. I don't know. I, I don't think it ended well. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it ended but, like you know, um, the pants labyrinth, and, and also bad. like the orphanage <laughs> and the orphanage. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he like see the he likes to present a lot of those and not make them. <laughs> He's like, maybe I've stopped making terrible endings for children i've done that i've done i've done it twice like very vividly <laughs> with devil's backbone and uh pan's labyrinth listen children aren't gonna mm-hmm. learn unless thing unless things go really bad for them so i am all for the brother's grim treatment of children in fucking i was gonna say that's the other children learning from bad things <laughs> happening to other kids yeah exactly yeah which they yeah. should have learned in the empty man <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, yeah, yeah. Show your, show your child the empty man and set them on the right path for life. Yeah, the path which is don't go near any bridges and stop blowing on bottles you find on the street. Yeah, and don't <laughs> so, trust any girl named Amanda. There we go. That's I mean, yeah, that's bad. If you're traveling and you find a bone whistle, maybe don't blow in that. Yeah, and also um, question whether you're actually a real person. And can exist in in reality. And don't join a cult. No, never join. Well, a cult. never. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> I I'm glad that we agree on that point. And if you're going to uh, take over an entire town, invest in like a good barber, because yes. <laughs> they obviously didn't. And uh, I, uh, maybe she just had a really good wig maker. Yeah. Uh, Oh man, I wish I had a. It really could look so movie. realistic. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that the toupee was the alien the whole time. Oh man! Mm. If only, like, if 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 it turned. Oh man! If if so, if it's um, just witches. <laughs> no, no, no. What? You, well, yes, but uh, no. I, it's the I'm, episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets Snake's hair. Yes, that. Yeah, but like if mm. um. Not Nora, Amanda. If Amanda, during the sequence where she's shaving Paul's face while he's in the coma in the hospital, but doesn't touch his hair, and it just slides off his head over his face, and then attaches itself to James, and she's like, you're the empty man now. I'm like, sold. This is a movie. This is art. This is art. (laughs) No, he has to sit back down on the chair, and then she's just lovingly shaving his head. Well, yeah, to prep him for the the alien, uh, the alien empty man hair <laughs> that that mm. he will now have. 
and he's got a giant glorious pompadour after he shoots Paul in the head and walks out of the, <laughs> the hospital room and everyone drops to their knees and I'm like you know what like a, he has like a punch perm from like a Japanese <laughs> gangster <laughs> yes 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 that's perfect. A, that's, no, that's how you fix this movie that's yeah that's, that's literally that's, that's actually unironically how you fix this movie <laughs> like instead of the long sequence of the empty man in his mindscape like vomiting into his mouth it's the hair crawling over paul's <laughs> paul's comatose body onto james's head and attaching itself we fixed this movie everyone congratulations Congratulations. Yep. There you like go, 20th the end, Century Fox. Enjoy. Like the end of Evangelion, we have fixed this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's let's send us home. We've <laughs> We're done here. Our work our work is done. We fixed yes. it. Yes. That's our that's our new mission. Discuss the monsters and then fix the problems that they had showing them. <laughs> Oh, okay. Leonard, where can folks find you on the interwebs? People can find me on Twitter uh, occasionally uh, by searching at Dr. Faust is dead. People can also find me on YouTube even more occasionally by searching at Dr. Faust is dead. Matt, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on Twitter and on Tumblr at The Ugly Machine. Uh, I make arms and armor from recycled stuff. And uh, yeah, that's pretty mm. much it. Uh, Cameron, <laughs> where can the fine people find you? You can 99.95% of the time find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, for photos of cats, uh, my tattoo, general complaints about Australian weather. It's actually getting cold, uh, by my standards. Um, <laughs> and if you if you just want to see internet content, uh, feel free to follow me on Tumblr, Swarby Blog. Uh, I literally just reblog stuff. I never post anything original because that's my life. <laughs> uh, Dave, did you mention where we can find you? I'm everywhere. I'm. Oh wow! Okay, I'm not, crap. I'm not we a got Tulpa Dave. <laughs> the, the empty Dave. Ah, uh, that's what this week feels like. The um, marshmallow yeah, man from me. Ghostbusters was a Tulpa. I'm trying to think of I, other Tulpas yeah. I've seen it's been in a popular lot. media. It's, it's There's been, been a thing. lot. Yeah, yeah. That that's a whole other. You think they um, hang out? What's that? Uh, TV tropes. Yeah, mm-hmm. link yeah. through there. Oh like, yeah, there other let's not invoke but... that name. It's a website I, I try not to. It's not great. <laughs> Frequent. <laughs> the media tab works sometimes. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you can find it's me. It's a on, website that uh... sure lets you know when there's feet in a movie. Does it? I didn't look oh, for that tab. Why that, are you I don't know why, but like, I, I, every time I like try to like look up information about a film, I'm like, I'm never using the internet again. You guys are the are the worst. <laughs> Just gone just forever. Just keep reproving it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time. It's a hot. Is, is the stove still hot? Yeah, it's still hot. It's, it's still hot. Yeah. Unfortunately. 
All right. You can find me on Twitter at Santana underscore plus. <laughs> you can find the podcast on Twitter at mon underscore D monster or at monster deer dot monster. That is us for this week. We will be back next week with, I don't know what, what will Something. we be back with? Um, <laughs> well, well, it's uh, everything and nothing. How about that? Yes. Something. Yes. Something. It will be made manifest. Yeah. we'll think about we'll it real think hard it. yeah <laughs> we'll appear. think about it real hard I, I'm gonna manifest the bye bye man <laughs> no but we will say goodbye here bye folks bye bye goodbye none of this happened bye <laughs> bye bye man don't think it don't say it don't think it Monster Dear Monster is brought to you by Fireheart Media if you enjoyed the show Please share this and all of our episodes with friends. And remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Word of mouth is the only way we grow. If you like, you can also kick us a few bucks to help us keep the lights on at ko-fi.com slash fireheartmedia. Check out our other show, Jalachan's Place, at www.jalachan.place.